Nation. Welcome back to the 19th-ish episode of, of the, the Up and Out Podcast. Maybe we'll just do horrible singing. That's our intro from now on. Yeah, we'll we just, did that on the last one, too. We did. So. We'll make up like a, a melody each time. Yeah. And it'll be different. And bad. Um, but yeah, thank you for, for tuning into our last week episode where we caught you up on all the drama and conflama of mm-hmm. our lives. And we're back. Because we're what? Unemployed. Consistent <laughs> is what I meant to say. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, we're back. We're back for another week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to a little bit more info about our lives. This week we have something not as deep planned. No, it'll still, it's still going to get my blood boiling, but it should be more on the entertaining side for you guys. We're talking about scams. Scams. You heard that right. Not Rigamoris. Okay. Yes. Yeah. uh, Stealing of money. uh, A loss of um, years on my life. Manipulation. Oh, gaslighting. Oh. Oh, the gaslighting. But before we get to that. We're going to do our ups and outs. This week, are we starting with our ups or are we starting with the outs? Because it changes all the time. Let's start with the ups. Why not? With let's, the ups. Let's start positive. I don't think you know what my up is. Do you want to go first or do you want me? Um, you go first. Okay. My up is Kelsey Ballerini, everyone. Do you know why? Ballerina? Kelsey Ballerini. Have you been keeping up with her? she famous yes she is a country artiste and she was a co-host recently on this of the cmt awards oh that's like the country that's like the redneck grammys yes well no it's like the redneck mtv music video awards because it because cmt is about music videos apparently I could be completely wrong. I mean, I did used to watch like so the Martina the, McBride videos. There's the CMAs, I which I think are like the country Grammys. And then the CMTs are like the videos. I thought CMT was the name of the channel. Y'all hear that stomach growl? <laughs> but I don't know. Really, I don't care about country music, but I care about Kelsey Ballerini. And she's my up this week because two reasons. First of all. She opened the show, um, like, she was a co-host, and she opened the show talking about gun violence, and you know that had all the rednecks' blood boiling. So the show was in Austin, Texas, and it was on a channel that I guess a lot of country music fans tune into, and as you may know, listeners of country music are typically more Conservative. conservative. So she started the whole show. By saying, I wanted to personally stand up here and share this moment. <laughs> she opened talking about um, the shooting that happened at the Covenant School in Nashville. So she said on March 27, 2023, three nine-year-olds, and then she said their names, and three um, adults, and then said their names, um, walked into the Covenant School and then didn't walk out. Um, the community of sorrow over this and... The 130 mass shootings in the U.S. this year alone stretches from coast to coast. And then she said, I wanted to personally stand up here and share this moment because on August 21st, 2008, I watched Ryan McDonald, my 15-year-old classmate at Central High School, lose his life to a gun in our cafeteria. 
So she like, this is obviously something that hit really close to home to her. And um, she took a stand regardless of what her country fans might think. And she called it out. And then she said, um, tonight's broadcast is dedicated to the ever-growing list of families, friends, survivors, witnesses, and responders whose lives continue to forever be changed by gun violence. I pray deeply that the closeness and the community that we feel through the next few hours of music can soon turn into action, real action that moves us forward together to create change for the safety of our kids and our loved ones. So I just thought that was really powerful and brave of her. And I know it's like, yeah, like celebrities being brave, like their lives aren't hard, but but she's she, using her platform for a good reason. Yes. And then on top of that, in the same night, during one of her performances, she sang her song, If You Go Down, I'm Going Down Too. And she had four drag queens join her performance. She had um, Kennedy Davenport, Manila Luzon, Jan, and Olivia Lux all come and be her background dancers, basically. And they were all having a good time. And then the song ended with, like, rainbow confetti and lights. So she really said, y'all... Gay rights! Yeah. (laughs) And, like, if you didn't know, I mean, we talked about drag bands. I hope you watched that episode of ours or listened to it. Yeah, whatever you did you it, we ranted. Yeah. Real, and I think very well. Yes. Very so it was, I was like, yes, queen, standing up for um, gun reform and change and drag rights and Which trans under rights. attack in the states where I would assume country music yeah. is one of the most popular forms of entertainment. So I saw it and my job was like, girl is just letting them have it. And and that's how you use your platform. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. So that's my up. Okay. Well, that beats my up (laughs) because that actually like does some positive things for the world. My up is very simple. Trevor and I have gotten back into a very nostalgia filled childhood, very expensive uh, pastime little Mm -hmm. habit. We bought like a ton of Pokemon cards this week and got into it. And we are like learning how to play the game with the actual rules. When we were little, both of us come to find out, collected Pokemon cards mm-hmm. and used to collect Yu-Gi-Oh too. Yeah, I collected Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon. And I think my brother and I played more Yu-Gi-Oh than Pokemon. But after he was like talking about the rules, because it's different than the video games. We both have played the video games Pretty, I mean, he much more than I have, but in the like, past few years, that's been like a thing we do is play the video games. And he was like, let's get into the cards. And the card game is quite different, different from, you know, the video game. But we wanted to learn how to do it. He was teaching me how to do it. And I was like, this reminds me of Yu-Gi-Oh. So, yeah, we're getting back into it. And Gunter kind of balled out and surprised me with a bunch of cards. Um, I did. We went to the store first and bought some cards together and we were like, mm. oh, let's trade. And then we got some cute sleeves to put them in, like little collectors. I collected a lot with my sister when we were younger and we used to have a binder full of them. And I don't know where they went, but if we still had them, there are some that would be worth so much money. Yeah, they're MIA. <laughs> but they're, yeah, I can't find them. I've searched everywhere. So his parents s- did move to a new house in the last couple many, years. Many years ago. Well, I guess that is pretty long ago now. Yeah, years before we. But still, like, who knows if they made that move? 
with the you know the cards but they anyway might have gotten tossed yeah. which is really unfortunate because some of them wouldn't be worth like tens of thousands but they some of them could have been worth like a few thousand now and that's crazy for a piece of like paper anyway we're having a good old time i like when we buy little booster packs and like open them up we're like it's so fun it's like christmas like you never know what you're gonna get like it's just it literally feels like christmas morning but as a kid but as an adult like you can still recreate that feeling if you find like the right niche and we have and i'm having way too much fun for somebody who doesn't have a job lined up yet i don't (laughs) need to keep spending money on pokemon cards i won't but i'm having a, a fun time right now that's and like, I beat him both times that we played so far. <laughs> with the actual rules, like we're yes. like, kind of play it for real, for real, not just like when we were kids and we just throw down our favorites and be like, I attack with this. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's beat me twice. But Gunter beats me every time we play on the video game version. So it's fine that I can have this for There's now. balance. Every yeah. relationship <laughs> needs balance. Yeah, but it's been fun. Um, I liked that up. Do you want to do your out first or? Um, yeah, I'll do my out. My mother, of all people, decided to, like five minutes after I wake up last Friday morning, she's watching an episode because our episodes come out on Fridays. She watches it as soon as she wakes up. She's one of our most, well, she probably is our most consistent fan. Let's be honest. (laughs) Uh, But I still have to call you out madre because she noticed and i obviously noticed this in my editing which is why i'm choosing to wear darker colors going (laughs) forward but she pointed out that my pit stains were so bad in in the not the last video but the next to last so i'm thinking the drag drag one video i was wearing a white t-shirt and had like horrible pit stains and she was like, oh, you look so gross. Like, you're sweating. Like, those pit stains are awful. You need to throw away that shirt. Like, you need a different shirt for I podcasting. I mean, probably. She's not yeah. <laughs> wrong, but, like, did I need to read that at 7.55 in the morning? Probably not. And so that's stuck with me. And now I'm like, I have to find, like, some darker clothes. You and I have, to use, I have to use prescription strength almost. Clinical strength is what it's called on the label. Deodorant, because I'm just a sweaty boy, okay? And we can't run the fan in here because it makes noise during the podcast. So Yeah, it gets a hot. We got a ring light, okay? Yeah. Um, you know what I don't get though? Why is sweating everyone does it? Mm-hmm. Why is it so Unless stigmatized? But that's what I mean. Like, it's just weird that it's I mean, it I mean, when I'm watching it, when I'm editing, I'm like, yeah, that looks gross. Yeah, but I feel it makes me feel gross, so I can only okay. imagine. Fair. I mean, and I love. To I've put my always arm up been on the thing, so it's someone like, who sweats a lot as well. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Going forward, I'm gonna try to be masking it a little bit more. But that's my out. Is that I'm we're on a public platform and we're promoting our stuff to people that we know and some people mm-hmm. that we don't know, and they know how much of a sweaty monster I am. Fair enough. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Always looking out for your baby. Um, my out. I kind of talked about this, but it is the Covenant school shooting. I think it's just. It's it's sad that in this country it has become a oh another one. Like that's just what you. I that's what I think when I read of it the news articles you know, 
And, um, but I think something that what made this one not worse, but the way it was talked about worse is, um, the perpetrator allegedly was a trans man. Um, and Fox News and conservative news media, whatever, ran with that. Mm-hmm. At, at like, the thing is, when it's a white cis man, which is 99% of the time, they're like, oh, it was probably, you know, mental health, which I'm sure, you know, I mental health is involved. But anyway, it's not the gun. They're like never trying to make changes. They're just saying, oh, prayers. And then an alleged trans man does it and they run with it. They start talking about how testosterone replacement therapy must cause you to go crazy and become a murderer, which is completely unbacked by science and everything. And if that's the case, what about all these men that are getting old that are taking testosterone replacement therapy so that they can feel masculine and everything still? Like, are they going up and shooting places up? Like, it's just, it's so disgusting. And it just allowed them to twist this narrative that, like, trans people are monsters, which... Uh, it just makes me so annoying because they're capitalizing, they're trying, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about. It's disgusting that they're using this tragedy, which it is, and they're trying to spin it like people that are liberal are not going to admit that this is a sad thing because their community committed the crime. And that's not true at all. It's horrible. This should never be happening. But they're like almost celebrating because finally a trans person killed people which is something they've been trying to say all along that trans people are dangerous to children and it's like horrible that they're like yay we finally are right like come on be like that's just evil to me as if we didn't know that they were hypocritical in the first place aka what i mean by they is conservatives republicans yeah we they're always trying to avoid any kind of curtailing of gun access regulation whatever it's harder to drive a car than it is to like get a gun you need more licensure and more evidence and documentation to drive a car i'm pretty sure florida actually just either proposed a bill or passed a bill that anyone without a permit or anything can just carry a gun yeah yeah but you can't drive a car without a permit yeah and taking a test Mm -hmm. okay um it the shooting literally happened like not even a handful of days. It was like two or three days after we recorded the drag ban episode where we were calling out the hypocrisy mm-hmm. about them not doing anything about gun regulation and uh, school shootings against kids, but they're trying to blame drag queens when drag queens haven't murdered children. And so that was just like, an, like you said, another one is what went through my head. I was yeah. like, are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? And then also uh, another point that you brought up was how they're like demonizing trans people now. Like it validated why it gave them another reason to add to the list why they hate trans people and the arguments that they're going to make. Yeah. I heard many clips on the news through Twitter, through looking at the articles. The conservatives were starting to be like, oh, well, if you're on um, if you're on hormone replacement you shouldn't be allowed to have guns like the second amendment doesn't apply to everybody which is so funny 
Because every other time we've had this conversation, they've defended gun rights. Or everyone, universal, yeah. And we are like a day or two right after the Tennessee legislator legislature ousted and expelled two of the three of the Tennessee three, the legislators in the House of Representatives in Tennessee that were vocally protesting when their mics were cut off and they weren't given um, ample time to argue for gun regulation and mm-hmm. safety right after this school shooting in Tennessee. And so they were the two of the three were ousted and they the Tennessee legislature quickly faster than any act of congress i've ever seen kind of deal expelled the two out of three because they broke the rules and stepped out of line but they can't get anything done to protect kids they can't find a way to fund schools better for security purposes they refuse to enforce any kind of regulation that is reasonable and that would stop this like ghost gun problem also this trans person that was the shooter had like many guns legally that they purchased even though they had a history of mental health problems i believe i'm not a journalist so this is hearsay but i'm pretty sure that they were like under psychiatric care or had been and the family knew that there were some issues and told them to stop bringing guns into the house allowed to because the regulations are so lax you can walk into a store if you have the cash you can get a gun which is insane yeah i heard a wild y'all know i had been listening to sean hannity's (laughs) radio show and they had a caller call in that was like i i literally feel uncomfortable saying what the terminology that they used but they basically said that our forefathers knew how to deal with Native Americans, but they used a different term to describe them and basically was saying we slaughtered them because they were savages and we now have a new breed of Native American trans people running around this country and we just have to deal with them the only way we know how, which is murder them. Um... And that, like, they work in mental health so they know mental illness cannot be fixed. That is what this person said live on the radio. And Sean Hannity allowed this person to spew all this, basically saying, yeah, we need to just kill all these people that um, are that because I don't agree with them. And Sean Hannity was like, thank you for calling in and giving your perspective. Like, that is insane. That that is allowed yeah, to no, be that's talked not, about. That is not a valid topic yeah. point, a valid opinion. Like, You're literally just a racist and a jerk. Yeah. And yeah. You, you, we don't need to keep validating this like other side meeting in the middle. Like That is a crazy extremist opinion to have and one that is so ill-informed. I would say literally un- promoting genocide. That's what it was. It gets me so heated yeah. because I swear every day something new happens in Florida or in a southern state where it's like... This is what the Nazis were doing. The book burnings, the book bannings, the the going after queer rights and trans rights, and now the banning of the medical abortion pill, mm-hmm. um, like, stuff in Texas. It's like, they're literally trying to control... Kicking out politicians that don't agree with. Kicking out politicians with. you don't yeah. agree with in the yeah. Tennessee legislature for breaking, like, decorum rules. Um, Y'all, 
let me just say this. Under his eye. Under his I'll eye. Be- <laughs> it is getting so, yeah. it is getting wildly close. Look at your history. Go. You can Google it. You can Wikipedia it if you're bored enough. This is all very similar to what was happening when the Nazis in the Third Reich were starting to get more political power in Germany. It wasn't just like an overnight, oh, they took over and then ta-da, Hitler was the dictator. They were a party for years leading up that were using all of the minorities as the excuse for why the economy wasn't going well in Germany. And they were literal, that's where like populism in modern nomenclature, like the idea of populism comes from. You turn a large chunk of the population into, against a minority against a minority as the scapegoat yeah and you listen to their concerns and manipulate them in a way that makes them think that their concerns and their racist attitudes and their homophobic attitudes are valid and that it is those minority cultures that are stopping you from being more successful and it's just it keep history is repeating itself it's giving like civil war vibes i'm but here's the thing like we said if if you've seen the students are coming. They're protesting. Yeah, they protested um, a lot. They're in the still. They're still doing it. I hope come twenty twenty four, Gen Z comes through and sweeps the freaking elections. But fingers crossed. Anyway, we literally said this wasn't going to be as dark and sad, and we got into a lot of deep stuff. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but um, should we get into our scams? We have a little thing we want to do before we get into them. So. Gunter, talk about this Somalia. There's a Somalia on Instagram who's becoming quite the... Uh, influencer? Influ- influence. Uh, yeah. Yes, she's influencing me at the very least. Does she have a fan base other than you? Yes. Like, okay. <laughs> yes. So her uh, Instagram name is Looper Som, L-O-O-P-E-R-S-O-M-M. She is a master sommelier. Or almost a master. I, I can't exactly remember. But she is she is a sommelier, so she's a wine expert, can tell you what country a wine is from just by blind tasting it, can explain all of these different flavors and knows all the processes and how wine is created and the proper way to pair it with food and how to know what country it's from, how to know good wine from bad wine, um, what's worth your money and what's not. So she's... She blows my mind every time I watch her videos because I always learn something new. I'm like a budding wine um, connoisseur. Connoisseur, yes. I would not even go close to say sommelier. Um, I would not let him claim no, that. No, I, I could never. <laughs> That's not... um, but I have really gotten into the idea of like learning more about wine and like ta- like really giving your palate some experiences and uh, it's just fun. It's a fun little like side hobby that's like it classes up alcohol, you know. Um, instead of it just being a party thing, it's like an intellectual like like studying kind of thing. And then I'll like Google when I find a new wine. I'll look where it comes from. All this stuff. Anyway, she has inspired me to keep watching her videos and do my own research and try new wine. And she is starting to do these like instagram live so like there's one tomorrow i'm gonna be watching of hers highly recommend it she's so freaking smart and hilarious um and she does this thing called bodega mine uh, (laughs) 
I haven't even had any. Bodega Wine Mondays, where she goes to like bodegas in New York, like side street bodegas, and she'll grab some cheap wine and then blind test taste test it. Um, and then she'll give like her honest opinion, explain what she thinks it is, and then look at the label and then see if it's like crap wine, if it's a good wine, whatever. And there was Trader Joe's wines were her thing for the past like week or two. And there was one that she really, really recommended after tasting it. And we went to Trader Joe's today and we got ourselves some wine. Um, For those of you that don't know, Trader Joe's has wine that are like Trader Joe's only. So like you can only get it. I guess the distributors only put it in Trader Joe's stores. And if you were in a liquor store, um, this would be like a bottom rack, like $5.99, $6.99. They're like. not even in liquor stores. They're Trader oh, Joe's only. True. Some of them. True. I, they also have other wines that are, you know, but everywhere. That's like, but that's like the... the the money level that they're at they're like the bottom of the barrel this bottle i think was six dollars it was like six ninety five ninety nine something like that so typically the more you spend on a wine typically the longer it's been processed and it's been aged and more complex notes and flavors and blah 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 blah. but every now and then you can find a really cheap bottle of wine that's actually very high quality and this kind of i mean we can kind of work this into our scams is wine that's really expensive kind of a scam if you're uh, what we because (laughs) i we've tried wine that's expensive 20 30 dollars a bottle upwards of that and it's not always that great and so she's saying the bottle that we're about to show and and try which is 5.99 we think um is good so let's crack it it open i guess she said it was a great so we're gonna try it Disclaimer, we are old, okay? And yeah, we, we are over the age we, of 21, okay? We do not endorse underage drinking at all. So no. if you're going... And if you're going to drink, drink responsibly. Do not drive. And because I am not going to be in education as far as I can tell in the future, I'm not worried about it <laughs> being on social media. <laughs> I don't know if you need to include that, but... <laughs> well, teachers are apparently not no, I know pictures of the alcohol with yeah. them. Okay. So this is a... Vino Verde, Verde, which it is, is from, from the Chile. No, it's from the <laughs> Iberian Peninsula. I believe it is Portuguese. Yes, it's a product mm. of Portugal. Vino Verde, white wine, Espiral is the brand. It is from Portugal, and I believe when Lupersom was explaining where it was from, it's from the. Shout Northern... out to my girl Sam. She got me these glasses for my. 21st birthday i think anyway. oh that was a while ago yeah We've had him for a minute so apparently this wine is grown in like a very arid mountainous region in the dry north, yeah northern part of portugal which gives it a very specific distinct kind of flavor so we're gonna try yeah it. apparently when i went to not when I went to the actual Barcelona, but when I went to Barcelona, the wine bar in Nashville. Oh, you were there. <laughs> we went with Katie. Shout out Katie. A lot of wine flavor and everything seems to be like the conditions that the grapes are grown in. Like well, yeah, he kept saying like in this like clay or whether they were grown on the side of a rocky house, you know, like all this stuff. There was a sommelier at this place that like was selling stuff to us. What do you smell? I can't tell. So like, I'm. A, it smells to I, me like 
hair. So what you want to do, apparently... She, I'm, like, puts her whole face in it. She's like... She puts... Well, you do want to get, like, your schnoz in there. You want to get your whole nose in there. But she also dips it to the side so she can see through the color. And I think she said this one would be, like, a pale lemon because it's such a pale yellowy color. Me looking through this tinted glass. Um... Mm, I'm honestly... <laughs> I'm getting a note of like dog treat, dog food, like dusty. What? It is a little dusty. And it also smells like champagne, like dry, you know. Okay, I'm sipping it. I want to say orange peel. But like bitter orange peel. Is it bad? Good? It's what is not it? bad. It's just, it's not what I expected it to taste like based on the smell. So I am more of a red wine fan. Trevor's more of a white wine fan. Um, and typically you're going to drink reds in the winter and whites in the summer because they're a little crispier. You know, think like a summer cocktail. White wines tend to be on the lighter, brighter side. Um, this is bright so and I, light. So yeah, I'm not big on white wine, so we'll see if I enjoy it. But I'm trying to get into Okay, take a sip because I, we got to move this forward. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, She does the whole thing where she swishes it in her mouth and then spits it out. And I'm like, that's a lot. Ew. That's going to sound horrible. Yeah, I'll just remove okay. it. Okay. It's actually not horrible. It's like very buttery on the palate. It leaves like a little bit of a coating, but not not a like if you are a wine person, you drink red wine and you get like all the tannin red stuff wine. in your mouth and it dries it out. This one, this Esperol is like very buttery like it's very smooth and it's also it's slightly carbonated yeah it is but i think that's probably just from the a little the fermentation a little floral not it's very it's not i would not say this is dry you know mm-hmm. it doesn't really leave your tongue like well, that's, <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> so that that is more of like the the body of it yeah the dryness is really how much added sugar is in it versus how little sugar how closer is it to the bitter side this one's kind of like in the middle it's got like a little of the tiniest little bit of tartness to it but yeah. it's not this is not a it does give peel like or like like you know how citrus peel is like orange well exists is like bitter mm-hmm. like if you were to bite into the peel of didn't i say i smelled like i know that's peel? why i said it interesting oh nine percent so this oh that's really low this is a low alcohol yeah. um wine mm-hmm. you want to try adding ice to it i typically if i'm going to drink white wine it needs to be chilled or well white wine you pretty much want to serve chilled and you yeah. want to drink it as soon as you open it Red wine's got to breathe because it's got a different makeup. We're going to add some ice. Mmm, okay. the ice brings out some of the flavor. Okay, we are back. We got some ice to make it chilly. And honestly, there's a reason you've got to chill Yeah, it's white way wine. better. I don't know the science behind it, but it really is getting like a like a citrus peel, like that slight bitterness. It's It's crazy how you're like... The, the more you get into, like, a certain food, like cheese people, 
meet people, whatever, like you really can start telling the the minute difference between. It is fun. And you know what else is fun? Complaining. Complaining about what we think are scams. Some of so. these might be conspiracy theories for mine anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we have some things we want to talk about. So the, the long story short of why we wanted to do an episode on scams is I think ever since Trevor's known me and many years since before he knew me, my new motto in life for the past few years has been, if it can go wrong, it'll happen to Murphy's me. Murphy's Law, basically. If it can mm. go wrong, it'll happen yeah. to me. Something when it comes to, like, medical billing, when it comes to insurance, when it comes to car troubles, if it is one of those three things and it can go wrong, it's gonna go wrong to me. It's not... Uh, anyway... So we're going to tell you about some stories that have happened in the past few years uh, and then some that we think are scams that we've almost fallen victim to or that other people are falling victim to. And I think I have a little more than Gunter. Yeah, so but I'll we all, start we all know out. I can get yeah, no, no, for sure. <laughs> um, first and foremost, Caroline kind of talked about this when she was on. I think most lip care products like chapstick carmex um burt's bees all those things they're a scam because they like almost purposely dry your lips out so that you have to constantly keep applying more and more and more so they take your money so if you're gonna go this is a quick one and we kind of already said this in the previous one but if you're gonna go out don't fall for those they might smell good scented anything honestly is not good for your skin well i love my i'm not giving it up i have it in my pocket right now okay okay but that's a lip gloss it is a lip gloss yeah and i put it over yeah my aquaphor. so really you should be using like petroleum-based products like aquaphor um yes or lanolin lanolin my nipple cream yeah it's a nipple cream but it's great for your lips some people especially in eastern not eastern mediterranean europe they like grow up they just put olive oil straight on their lips and that's like how they keep their lips moist so and succulent so um watch out for those scams because they're really just trying to take your money i used to be a burt's bees hoe i would like collect all the different flavors mm -hmm. but yeah <clears throat> honey these lips Birds they go. need to be taken care of. Like I said, uh, they do. Like, the bigger <laughs> yeah. your lips are, the more they're going to dry out because Ooh, there's more surface area. In, in the winter? In the winter when Ooh. I was a kid. Me too. Before I knew, like, what... Your lips would just, like, crack They would literally crack. My yeah. mom would make me go to school with, like, chapstick and stuff. Mm -hmm. She'd be like, but you I, have to wear I'd this. never use it. I'd be like, I don't want to. That's a girl thing. Like, all this stuff. Okay. I was a kid. And... But, no, for real, take care of your lips. And... If you can, try to find one that has, like, SPF in it, especially in the summer, because uh -huh. you can get skin cancer on your lips, people. Aquaform makes a great one with SPF yeah. in it. Um, and also going off of that, I do just think kind of all skincare is a little bit of a scam. If you've noticed straight men that wash their face with, like, dial bar soap. Oh, my God. Somehow Stop have... doing that. <laughs> no, but some of them have amazing skin. I could never. My no, face would. But I'm wondering, is it because we started using skincare that now we have to constantly buy more and use more? 
I'm not trying to like put your scam down, but from my experience, switching from every kind of face wash, body wash, whatever, to specifically the CeraVe hydrating face face moisturizer mm. wash has may, been a game changer. Game but that's changer what I mean. Like, so me. Cetaphil and CeraVe make products that are very basic and, you know, you can find in any store. You go to Sephora and you find products that are like $85 a bottle or whatever. And they're like super name brand. And they're super name brand, have fragrance in them. Never put fragrance on your face. I already said it, but just don't. It's not good. And so really the basics you need are like something with ceramides, niacinamide, hyaluronic acid for that moisture. And you, if you can get it, either something with a retinoid, like retinol, or the good stuff, you want the good stuff, you need to get that vitamin A, which is straight, like, it's retin-A is what it's called. So tretinoin is, like, the medical term. If you've taken Accutane, that's isotretinoin, which is the oral form of it, and it really dries your skin out. And, like, but it works. It, it works. I took it. it um, tretinoin topical, the, like, cream, is actually the only medically proven way to reduce fine lines and get improved texture on your face. Mm -hmm. The only way. So that's just a little thing, but everything else I feel like is a scam. Fresh beauty, drunk elephant, I think some of that stuff is a scam. Although like, it is not. Face. And, like, yeah, but I, I'm convinced that, and this is a conspiracy mm. theory, a lot of skincare is just purposely made to further m mess up your skin so you buy more of it. Should I talk about mine next? Or are you going to go through a few more? Um, yeah, no. Give yours. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about a recent Like scam a personal scam. Yes, a personal okay. scam. Like, straight up, I think this was a scam. Mm-hmm. So, a few weeks ago, I was contacted um, through email. Like, someone had found my email on a web... Um, maybe it was my website. I don't know. And they were asking me if I wanted to be part of this, like, small festival that they were putting together with some local names and local artists. And it would be like a... I had a phone call. It ended up being, like, 15 to 20-minute slots per group or whatever. And you... Which already, that is a very small amount of time for someone to have a stage. Obviously. Like, yeah. But, like, as a small-time <laughs> yeah, artist... Yeah, no. Performing one or two songs, like, I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. I'll show up and do the do the gig. And I asked up front in the phone call for, like, the like the, the meeting about it. And, like, all right, what are you guys about? Like, what's going to happen? What do you need from me? What can I get from you? Like, whatever. And I asked straight up, is this going to cost me anything? Because I've heard of places being like, it's pay to play. So you pay them to play your gig. And then if you make any money off uh, extra off of what, you know, like you make a profit past the amount that you paid to play there, then you get to pocket it. Yeah. And they said, no, you don't have to pay anything. And so they went through the whole rigmarole and they told me the details and how they do things and how they contact artists and what they're looking for. And I was like, okay, this sounds really fun. And he said, okay, so what you're going to do is you need to sell X amount of tickets so that we can actually get people to the venue. So we know that people will be coming to the venue. And I said, okay. And he said, 
So what we do is the artist puts down a deposit for X amount of the tickets, like a percentage no, of that ticket. No, you don't have you... to pay to play. Yeah, which is, a, <laughs> I, I knew that something sketchy was going to happen, mm-hmm. so that's why I asked ahead of time. And so he's like, no, and then we get through the conversation, the ticket thing comes up. I have to pay a percentage of the tickets that I have to sell as the artist before I can even be booked for the show. And then... You have to sell that full amount of tickets to then pocket any money that you make past it. Y'all, what does this sound like? A pyramid pyramid scheme. (laughs) So I was telling the dude, like, oh, no, like, I can't sell that many tickets. Like, I know my limits. Uh, I know we live in a world that's all like, I'm a badass and I can do anything I put my mind to. But First of all, the tickets were kind of expensive. The tickets were expensive. Yeah, Um, but... But for like a small time gig where they don't know any of the other artists, yeah. like I'm getting a handful of people here at the most. So I was like, I, first of all, don't feel comfortable putting down a deposit when I'm showing up to perform and do work for your event that you're booking. Like you should be paying artists to come to your event, not making money off of the small time artists. And scamming them and then leaving them in the red to have to find a way to, to yeah. make money um, when they're the ones already doing the work. You're just pushing numbers and calling places to set everything up. Like, what what are you actually doing? So I was like, I'm uncomfortable with that amount because it was going to be like $200 as my like percentage of the deposit. And they were like, well how much would you be comfortable like ticket wise? And so I told them a ticket number that was significantly lower than the threshold they wanted me to meet and they were like well okay let's let's kind of meet in the middle and here's how many tickets you can do and so your new deposit would be 120 something dollars and i was like i'm still not like i was like no i'm still not gonna pay you a hundred dollars like like my art and me performing is me doing my thing it's like a service it's entertainment it's art it's whatever but it it is me doing something i'm not gonna pay you for the opportunity to do that that's not how this is gonna work so he was like well the other uh bands and acts would never be allowed to sell this few tickets like you're getting a great deal here um so you really just need to see what an opportunity this is and the the good deal that i'm giving you and i was like I didn't say this. I was very polite, but I was very turned off by that. And it was felt very scammy. It was very pyramid schemey where it's like you have to buy into it. And only after you put in double the work that they have, then you break even. So I was like, no, I just don't think this is the thing for me. I just uh, this is. And the other thing is, it's like it he would only get money for people that like bought a ticket from him specifically oh, if it passed a, a threshold however if the festival or whatever just advertised and brought a bunch of people in that weren't saying i'm here to support this specific artist he wouldn't see any of that money okay. so the company is getting money from gunter as a deposit and then if people show up, say a hundred people show up, but they're not saying they're there to support Gunter and they gave the company all this money, Gunter wouldn't see a single penny of it and could still end up just losing a bunch of money. After so, performing and like doing yeah. my thing, which I work hard on, so I'm not gonna yeah. you're gonna pay me to do the thing that I work hard on. And also him being like uh 
I would never give this deal to the other artists. Like, that is such a manipulative tactic because it's like, if you would never do that and not to knock Gunter, but like, why are you doing it for Gunter? Like, clearly you're struggling to find acts if you're willing to make these huge things that you would never do for anyone else. Like, it, like, he definitely... Or you're you're just lying. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it it just seemed, it was very sketch. And at first I was like, well, it could be a good opportunity, but then he told me more about it, and I was like, this seems... And, and the more that I was in kind of a disagreement with the dude on the phone, and I was very polite, like, even when I didn't need to be, like, I should have been meaner towards the end for how condescending this guy was, the more that he realized that I was pushing back on the pyramid scheme vibes of it, he kept going, like, you well, you you just don't see how great of an opportunity as an artist this is, and that's really unfortunate. So, um, you know that you can call this number if you decide to change your mind. Best of luck. But that's what I'm saying. It's like okay, like if it's if it's there. really such a great opportunity, you should not be struggling to convince people to do it. Like him being like, uh, like trying to guilt him into it. If it was really such a great opportunity that everyone was like begging to be a part of he would have been like okay that's fine if you don't want to pay we'll just go on to the next person thank you right but it was like it was it was someone calling me from like i'm guessing that business's call center in like colorado Mm -hmm. so not even someone in the memphis area where the event was going to be happening and two when i said i'm not sure how i'm supposed to get people there when they like when i'm not exactly sure what this whole shindig is so far And he was like, well, just tell him it's XYZ kind of festival, like their brand. And I was like, I've never even heard of your brand. Yeah, no one knows what that is. Um, Yeah, so if you're a content, you know, you're a music creator or whatever, there are people that are going to try to sell you on something. Yeah, there are places that are going to try to tell you it's a great opportunity. You just have to pay for yourself or uh, invest in your career by giving us money and then you do work. It's like paying to be an intern. Like, mm-hmm. like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm good at what I do. I'm not going to get scammed. Yeah. Anyway, music yeah. pyramid schemes, they exist. And I didn't even realize that that was a pyramid scheme until you just started talking about it again right now. Like, that literally is, it's like Avon or whatever. Like, yeah. buy all this stuff and, like, you'll only make a profit if you can sell all of it. Like, that's literally what they were asking you to do with tickets. Yeah. Flop lop um my can i go on to my next one okay my next scam that i want to talk about is on tiktok um i'm not sure if y'all have seen it they have come up they have so many accounts it's they're called the wellness way okay and they're a bunch of chiropractors i'm not trying to knock chiropractors i think if you want to Go to a chiropractor, get your back cracked, whatever. Um, but chiropractors do not have the... Um, they're not able to, like, diagnose and prescribe medications for, um, like, treatment. So, anyway, there's this group of chiropractors. They're called the Wellness Way, and they're in a bunch of cities around the country. So there's, like... The Wellness Way Albuquerque, The Wellness Way whatever, and so they have a crap ton of accounts. Um, and they make live videos all the time, and you join their lives, and you kn- y'all know on TikTok, you're scrolling through, you see a live, it catches your attention, you kind of just watch it. 
I am okay with people, you know, doing alternative medicine. They're very much into like supplements and vitamins and everything. But the thing that I hate about them is that they are constantly trying to convince their audience that doctors don't know what they're talking about and that they're not actually giving them real diagnoses because they just want to take all your money. So you actually need to come to the wellness way and get our testing done, which is not covered by insurance, and then we're going to tell you to eat some ginger root, and that's going to fix all your problems. And the thing that bothers me most about it is when you are advertising stuff like this to people who have no medical literacy or very little medical knowledge, it's very easy to manipulate them to like do things. So for example, they were telling this one thing, they were telling people that IBS is not real and that it's like a fake made up medical condition. Um, and they just, doctors just give it to you when they actually don't know what's going on. So what you need to do if you have IBS, which is a lot of people, is come to the wellness way, send in a box full of your literal and then we're going to run a hundred different tests on it which are not covered by insurance and we're going to give you the tools to rework your microbiome of your gut and that will solve all your problems and then i've been on the lives where people are like are you covered by insurance and this is their spiel are you ready they say we're not covered by insurance, but that's because insurance works with doctors to further the whole medical scam and take all your money. But we're not covered by insurance. And the reason they're not covered by insurance is because they're not backed by science. Let me just say that. But we're not covered by insurance. But, you know, sometimes things that are really important, you need to save up for. So they're convincing these people that cannot afford these expenses to save up hundreds and hundreds of dollars to spend on their bullshit tests. And people are doing it. So many people in the comments, I can't wait to send in my stool sample. This is going to save me. I've been dealing with con with constipation for like years and years. And like, it's just, it, it really makes me so angry as someone who is going to work in the medical field because it is so easy to manipulate people that don't know stuff about medicine. And, like, they're trying to demonize the medical community, which medicine is has been sketchy. It is rightful for people to yeah, sometimes... every profession has yeah. an industry where they have f***ed <laughs> up. Yeah, but, like, they... The fact that they're, like, it's not covered by insurance, but um, trust me, like, sometimes things that are will change your life are worth saving for. As if this is some sometimes kind of... Like, things <laughs> that are more expensive... Are worse. Well, while you were on that spiel, mm -hmm. did you look I was, them up? Yes, I was okay. looking at the Wellness Way on TikTok, and many things have already piqued my mm -hmm. non-medical professional brain. First one, someone that hashtag Wellness Way or whatever did a TikTok last October where they're like, oh, one herb every woman, woman should be taking <laughs> So first of all, the, an herb, not a supplement, not a medication, an herb. Okay, that's mm -hmm. that's our first like. Mm, you might not know what oregano. You're doing. What? Also, every <laughs> women, you yeah. you clearly aren't smart enough to not like. Yeah. Uh, I would have taken that down immediately and edited the grammar. Mm -hmm. Like 
a normal. Anyway, that's just uh, me picking at them. And it looks very official. They're all wearing their scrubs that right. say wellness, weight, doctor, whatever on it. But you know? here's, here's the thing. It looks like their supplements that they're selling are also branded same color, same insignia. The they wellness are. Way, um, their products. So it it's... Doctors don't put their names on a product. They give you a product or a medication mm -hmm. that is proven to work. Now, it might be sold to them by a distributor mm -hmm. or a pharmaceutical company that's trying to push it. But you can't push something to be used in the medical sphere that isn't approved by the FDA, Yeah, because that's a whole conflict of interest. Like, right, because they, you would be they are making a profit on treatments that they are telling you you need to take because of their tests that they've designed that are not FDA approved or backed by science. Like, did I go to the store and get those, um, what are those berry? Elderberry gummies. Elderberry. Yeah. Did I take those during COVID because we were scared shitless and we wanted to make sure okay. we had everything? Yes. But those are proven to have high levels of vitamin C, which vitamin yeah, C vitamin is Vitamin C. But, but as still. As long as you've got your zinc. I'm just telling y'all, if y'all have seen the wellness way, you'll know what I'm talking it, about. It looks like a natural... Which uh, benefit or a natural health scam. That's what it looks there like. There are things that you can you can take like supplement wise that are good for you and can help with certain conditions. My biggest issue is that they are telling you that you have to have these crazy tests run that are not scientifically backed and not covered by insurance just so they can take all your money. And people that don't know about these things are going to think oh, I need to save up $1,000 to get this test done because it's going to fix all of my problems. And the reality is it's not. It's just a scam. And that's sad to me that they're taking advantage of people like this. So there's a doctor that's part of it that is being asked these different questions. So the first one that he's asked is, what do you think about tattoos? And his response, I want to get your opinion on it since you know way more about this than I do. He said, well, when you insert something foreign to the body, the reason the tattoos fade over time is because your immune system attacks it and is constantly trying to get rid of it. From the research I've done, it's the UV radiation and the exposure to light and the, and the, the skin being removed over the years that does it the ink particles are supposedly too big for the white blood cells to take care of but he also said that a lot of people that he had tested like mm -hmm. you said the wellness way keeps wanting to test people for everything he said that he had found a lot of um scleroderma auto antibodies antibodies yeah it's like what even is that i mean okay i know what that is can but, you explain it to the dummies like me who don't well, know what auto it is? It's like antibodies that they're saying your body forms to attack the tattoo. Which, if that were the case... I mean, you get inflammation when you get the at tattoo. At first, Duh. yeah. Yeah, but if you had auto antibodies against it, it would constantly be inflamed. Yeah, like you're, your body you're, you're would, having an allergic reaction yes, to the ink yeah, constantly. Yeah, and... It is true if you get a tattoo, the ink will show up in your lymph nodes. Like if someone did an autopsy on you after you were dead, people with tattoos have like dark lymph nodes because it does absorb some of the ink. But no, the fading, I'm pretty sure, is you're just shedding skin layers throughout your life. 
Yeah, the reason the tattoos yeah. stay... Oh, and also UV radiation breaks down the, the yeah, particles. Yeah, the, the, the dye and everything. Yeah. So this guy talking about some scleroderma antibodies, I just... It sounded a little too guessworky for me and him being like, oh, this is going to ruffle some feathers. That was like one of the quotes on the TikTok that was playing. I saw I another like, one where the guy was like, the, the flu is fake, talking about how it's a bacteria or something. Really? yeah it would these like these people again i'm not trying to come for chiropractors but like stay in your lane stay in your scope of practice chiropractors know a lot about anatomy and pathophysiology of like musculoskeletal disorders and things like that but they're not meant to treat thyroid conditions and that's one thing that they're really big on they're like Anytime you're having, they're like, are you fatigued? You need to come and buy our entire thyroid workup, which costs a thousand dollars. The kid of just a bunch of pills to take. No, no, no. They're going to say, and our solution to your thyroid issue, if you even have one, which you probably don't, is that you should take this ginseng or whatever. You mean the stuff that's in like the Starbucks things that I get? (laughs) So, because they're not allowed to prescribe medication they're not doctors actual doctors yes well they are doctors but they're not doctors of medicine and so oh they just bother me so much because the thing is you should never get an entire thyroid workup until you've had the initial screening tests first which are covered by insurance if you don't have the screening tests insurance will not cover an entire thyroid workup so they, they seem like a social media, like buy our supplements, pay exorbitant prices for our newfangled ways of like non-traditional medicine. We're going to fix your problems when the other doctors couldn't. Yeah. That's what it seems like on the outside. Yeah. But to people that don't know, they're like, oh, I am tired all the time. I need this entire thyroid workup when really all you need is to get your TSH checked. It's one test. And then you'll know if you have a thyroid issue or not. But they're like, oh, let's text, check your TSH, your thyroxin, your um, thyro- thyroid immune globulin, like all this stuff, because we need to do a comprehensive test. And it's like, well, while that's great and all, you're going to be paying out the butt for unnecessary things that are never going to be covered by insurance. So... Yeah. <laughs> Don't let them get you. Go They're, to a professional. They are very convincing. They are. But I mean, they have a whole social media yeah. campaign for it. Yeah. So, like, that makes sense. <laughs> that was a little long-winded, but... I don't know enough about it to add to it, but just my quick little search while you were talking about it is, like... Yeah, it, it looks scammy. And mm-hmm. when you brand your own stuff in medicine, you're trying to sell your own stuff, it's just clear you're trying to make a profit. And I also think the thing that just really bothers me about Herbs. it is I have blocked 10 of their accounts probably and they keep showing up because they have so many freaking accounts. They really do. They have like accounts yeah. in all the different states. Yeah. They have all these people. Their like biggest things are weight loss, thyroid issues, gut issues, and then just like the herbs you should be taking. Not supplements, the herbs. Yes. And that's just it's weird. vague. Anyway. Anyway... So my car, I'm not going to name the brand or anything. Um, Why? 
Because I don't want to. You know what? Okay, I drive a Honda. <laughs> yeah. Is she a new Honda? No. Is she a strong and sturdy Honda? Yes. Anyway, I take it in for like a routine um, oil change, tire rotation, and also ask them to look at the brakes because they've been very skiddy. Like, like I skid in the rain a lot and I'm like, Ooh, this is, this is dangerous. So I'm, I'm taking it in and then I get it back and there's a new light that is on after all of the stuff happens. That was not on when he brought it. Important to know. And I went back into the, the reception area and told the person that checked me out and she said that it should go off in a few days to a few weeks if not come back it's it's normal for this to happen sometimes because the sensors get reset or whatever on the tires so i was like okay and so i went home and it didn't go off for a few weeks so i go back to the same dealership so i take my car to the dealership because my dad always told me ever since I got it that, yes, the dealership is more expensive, but they know the brand, the make a lot better. So, like, it's just less less to worry about because they know how to work on it. So I took it back to the dealership and explained the story. and was like, um, I'm going to leave it here. Can you check it? Have somebody look at it because this light never went off and my tires still seem to be skidding and uh so the original issue was there and the new issue is still there right so i leave and i go to a wedding that day so we drop off my car we go to a wedding we're having a good old time and i get a call at 350 from the person that i started the paperwork with when i got there and they said that my car was ready for pickup. I dropped it off before 8 a.m. that morning and it wasn't ready until 3.50. I had made an appointment a few days before, got there that morning, and the appointment was not in the system. So I guess they waited all day until right before their garage was closing. And she calls me 10 minutes before to let me know that my car's done and I need to come pick it up. And I said, and if he can't get there, they're going to like hold it overnight and charge him extra. It was like a Thursday or a Friday. So they were going to close for the weekend and then hold it past then until like Monday morning when I have to go to work. Also, their website says their closing time is like two hours later or three hours. Their website I checked said that the dealership as a whole closes at seven. Well, you have to go onto an extra page on an extra schedule to see that the garage closes at 4 p.m. on the weekends. So I was like, I, 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 when I when I was on the phone with her, I was like, what do you mean? You're the, the place closes at like seven, like I'm half an hour away minimum and I need my car. And she said, well, I can't do anything about that. The The garage closes at four. I guess I'll, I can sit here and wait, but you need to come on now. And I was like, I was already kind of on edge after that response. And she was also telling me that there was something broken there's some sensor that was broken in the wheel that was causing the light to happen. And it was going to cost like $400 to order the part and get it shipped. And then I would have to pay like $200 in labor. So that on top of the fact that I have to like get my mom and get Trevor. And I'm like, we got to go like 
now um, was really irritating, especially when they also didn't have my appointment in the system that I had a confirmation for all the stuff. So it's just it, everything is going wrong with this. And we get there. And I'm like, OK, thank you so much for um, waiting uh, so I could come get my car. I really appreciate it. And she was like, yeah, yeah, just barely looking at me. So she's like drawn up the papers and she said, all right, that'll be forty five dollars. And I said. My car was here all day and not, like nothing's fixed, like you just told me what was wrong with it. And she said, well, we had to run the diagnostic through a computer like I was like, so you hooked up a computer to my car and you're charging me $45 for it. I brought it back today because it had a new problem the last time you guys worked on it. Like literally as soon as I picked it up, you're just correcting the mistake that you made the last time it was here. Like I'm not, I'm not paying for you to run a diagnostic. This is ridiculous. Especially after someone said, if the light doesn't go off, bring it back, bring it back. Like they should have assumed responsibility and been like, oh, yeah, this is a free diagnostic because we clearly messed something up. Yeah. So instead of like trying to reason with me or explain what's going on and whatever, she goes, well, if you don't pay the bill, then I'm not I can't give you your keys. You can't have your car. And I said, my like all uh, my car that costs over 10 grand, you're going to try to keep from my property that you're going to try to keep from me over a forty five dollar bill. That is also unfair because your garage is the one that made whatever this issue come to light. Like, like anyway, so I was getting very frustrated. I rarely get outwardly frustrated at people in the, in service industries of any kind. Like I take a very, like, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and be as polite as possible, even when people are rude. And then I'll talk about you <laughs> and like let some steam off if you're a jerk afterwards so i'm like telling her i'm not paying this like this is ridiculous i already paid you like 400 dollars to fix my car the last time and it came back with a new problem so no i'm not paying this you're gonna fix it and she's refusing to let me get my keys and so i call my dad who knows way more about cars and has been going to this dealership for my car for years and he is like, he's like telling me the questions to ask her. So he's telling me, ask, who was the mechanic that worked on your car the last time? Because we obviously need to talk to somebody else because she's just stonewalling. Um, And she said, well, that mechanic doesn't work here anymore. And we were like, okay, interesting. It's been like a month since the last time I was here. So the guy that worked on my car that maybe messed it up maybe, and cause that new light to come on. doesn't work here anymore. Interesting. And then he uh, said, well, ask the other person that checked you out last time. And she said, well, she isn't at work anymore. Everyone's gone because uh, our, our, our hours are up for today or whatever. And I was like, well, let me talk to your manager. And she said, well, our manager isn't here this week. So it was like every single time that I was trying to move up the chain, she was stonewalling or there was some excuse as to why. And then I looked at her and I said, if you hadn't waited 10 minutes before the place closed, I probably could have handled this with somebody else. But it, you literally waited 10 minutes before you closed to let me know. And I was half an hour away. 
You said, well, how was I supposed to know that? I can't control my mechanics. They just work on the cars as they come. And I said, and again, if your system worked like it was supposed to, I have my order confirmation right here for the appointment. So no matter what I did to make sure that everything made sense and was in a row, they were constantly screwing up. It was always on the back burner and it was causing every other problem, what have you. Have I missed anything so far that you can remember? No. Okay. So it gets to a point where I'm losing my mind. Like I go full Karen, except I feel like I was really valid and going kind of Karen. This lady was just being so condescending, so rude, stonewalling, giving me nothing. And I just let her have it. I was like, in what? <laughs> in what world as I, the customer who just paid your business like four to $500, the last time I, my, my car was in here, you tell me to bring it back. And then you charge me just to tell me that something is wrong with it, that we already knew was wrong with it. So I'm losing it. And some guy that also works there comes around because he hears me getting very irritated and I like step away from the desk. So nobody thinks that I'm going to go ballistic or anything. I'm just letting her verbally have it because she is being so rude and keeps telling me everything is my problem. So I, my dad finally tells me pay the bill and then I'll go with you next time and we can talk about it. And so when we went the next time, uh, when the part came in, my dad got the manager's number, contacted him uh, and was explaining the whole situation. And the manager was also trying to give my dad the runaround. And my dad was just given the facts. So you're telling me there's the sensor that's broken. And my son even told one of your employees right after the last service. So he's given like the A, B, C, D, E, F, G as to why all his excuses aren't working. And my dad goes with me the next time we go in person to drop off my car to get everything done. And she was like 200 times more respectful when my dad was there. So not only do I feel like I almost got scammed, they made it right kind of because they didn't charge me for the part and most of the labor when they finally did fix but you problem. had to get your dad involved. But if, I, I if literally had to be like, yeah, yeah, I had to be like a kid and get my daddy involved because I was, they were giving me zero respect and it just felt, I never pulled the gay card, but it really felt like, who does this little f think he is coming into our business, like with an attitude and like making demands, like you're not important. You don't get to tell me what to do. And <clears throat> when I go in with my dad, after all of that rigmarole, and he works out a deal with the manager. Um, the manager hadn't even told the receptionist who's like doing all the billing. He hadn't even told her all of the details. And my dad would be like, he'd have to call the manager while we were there trying to work out the money. And he'd have to tell her, yes, this is what we're doing. Take off that charge. Take off that charge. Like, Anyway, so I haven't been to the dealership since. I had gone for almost 10 years up to this point to get my car's oil changed, tires rotated, transmission fixed on, like all the normal stuff. And yeah, it was expensive, but it was always worth it because they know what they're doing with their product. Anywho, that time was the last time I will ever go to a Honda dealership and I posted a complaint to the Better Business Bureau. I left a horrible review on Google. I've, I'm never that person. I never, 
care enough about bad service to actually leave like a bad review or something. This sent me so far off the edge how unreasonable it was, how much money they were charging me, like, and then they screw up my car. Our theory is that when they were doing the tire rotation and they were checking the brakes, that the mechanic that didn't work there anymore had cut one of the sensors that tells you your your tire pressure on your, your wheel and they replaced it and the light was off for a few weeks and now it's been on like every day for months now and I'm just like I can't do this anymore I I can't do it anymore so I constantly have a light on thanks to the dealership after paying all of that money and then they wanted me to pay hundreds and hundreds more when it was we think it was their issue in the first place because it started right after a service anyway I still hate that woman with a vengeance (laughs) um I hope she has a horrible, horrible car experience herself. That is not how you do customer service. It's just tell the customer that they suck. Like, even with a belligerent customer who is, like, completely unreasonable, you either get your manager in there to back you up and you, like, try to talk to them uh, or you try to meet them in the middle. I don't know. It was just constant gaslighting and stonewalling and I turned into a Karen. And I felt like I was being scammed. They were trying to take his money. And my dad actually always told me that you should never take your car into a dealership because they will tell you that you need all these things that you don't actually need. Like, oh, you need an air filter replacement. Oh, you need new wipers. Like, all these things. Because they kind of are scammy. And car salespeople are scammy too we encountered this crazy woman we're not gonna get into that story it's too long but like she was like that he's trying to sell your car right now you need to i think we should this is such a long story but but this one this one the separate story is actually not that long we should tell it we go to the hyundai dealership in memphis because i'm looking at new cars this was like a year ago because clearly he needed to get rid because of his Honda. Because clearly I needed to get rid of my <laughs> yeah. Honda because it, I wasn't going to get great service on it anymore. And I was just really turned off. So we're looking at new brands and we go looking for cars and we go to the dealership and we meet this lady. She is like out of a storybook. She's got bright neon pink like jacket on bright neon pink smudged lipstick all over her mouth she's an oh, she's an older woman so it's like in all the creases and it's over and you can tell she's been like drinking coffee or something so it's, it's like smeared yeah it is smeared. her hair is like looks like she had rollers in it so it's like blonde and like kind of curly and so just... she's giving southern grandma but also a little bit of like maybe on an upper or something yeah she's acting like she's drank like five espressos and it's like jittering like literally she comes up to us and she's like so what are you guys in here for what are you looking for well we can get you situated just come on back so she takes us to her little cubicle and at at first she seems nice she was a lot but she was like she was being sweet or whatever and she starts going "Uh uh-huh so what are you looking for uh we have so many options and she starts going down the list and i was like I'm just interested in test driving this model. He said a specific car. A like I want specific this model. year, this model. If you don't have it, we're going to go somewhere else. Then then I'm yeah. not interested because yeah. I'm looking for a very specific yeah. price point, very specific size, make, whatever. 
So she's like, well, I think I have one of these on the lot. You just sit tight. Like she is like giving character and she leaves the cubicle, comes back with the key, walks us outside. She's walking us to the car that is supposed to be the test drive one and gets us all the way across a parking lot to the car. And it's, it's sitting... also raining. Yeah, it's raining. It's <laughs> yeah. sitting by itself, too. And it's yeah. all the way across the parking lot. So we follow her. Da, 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 da. And we get there and she turns around and goes, oh, shoot, this one's actually purchased. I'm going to have to ask my manager if you're actually allowed so to drive it. So she leaves us there standing so in the rain, she, yeah, walks all the way back. And then she talks with her manager or whatever and then turns out, oh, we actually can't test drive it. She comes but don't it. worry, because there's another car that we can test drive that's it, it, it rides the same. That's what she said. Anyway, that it it feels exactly the same. So I had called my dad, who yeah. was a car aficionado. And I, I was like, okay, well, they won't let us test drive this one because it's already been, like, like someone has signed onto it, which means you can't drive it off the lot. Um, and he was like, all right, well, then leave. And she comes back while I'm on the phone and is like, well, I can't let you drive that one, but we have another model over here. They drive just the same. And so we're walking with her and he's like, what did she say? And so I told him and he was like, what model? And then I told him, he said... No, those are crap. I read all the reviews on those. Those do not drive the same. That's why I sent you for that specific model, not this one. Just tell her no and get out of there. And so I told her no, and she was like, oh, um, they're basically the same. I don't know why you wouldn't want to drive it. It's the, it's like the same year. And I was like, I mean, I, I don't want to test drive this one. It just wasn't what I was looking for. But thank you. So we go inside and she sits us in her cubicle for like almost half an hour. And so she and we, she originally, by the way, told us that if he were to order the car, it would be this certain price. Then she prints out the like itemized list of like of how much it would be. And it comes out to be $8,000 more than she said it was going to be. And she was like, well, these are just all like, you know, we can't negotiate this. These are add-ons that are necessary. Like Our that's dealership all, requires us to yeah, add them on. Yeah, and we're and like, so, like so why stuff. didn't you tell us that that's how much it was going to cost in the first place? Because selling and cars then, is a freaking scam. Yeah, and then so we're like... Uh, yeah, no, we're really not interested. Like, we're gonna go. Yeah, like, we're making it clear. Yeah. We're not, we're not being rude about it. Yeah. Because she's clearly, like, trying to sell us up on it. And we're just like, can I just, I just said, I just want to get my keys. Like, this is so much money. And, then, and I can't even test drive it. I'm not going to order a car I can't test drive. she's typing on her computer. And the guy in the next cubicle is talking to another customer about some red car. We were not looking at a red car. And she's like, she goes, Oh, you hear that? That's your car. He's trying to sell your car. You you have to put your deposit in. You You're going to lose it. You're, You're going to lose the it. car. You better put your deposit in. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, we're good. Like, we're good. No. Like, if I can't test drive it, I'm not going to buy it. And then she starts going, oh, what? You if if your dad like tells you not to buy a car, you can't buy it. Oh, You're yeah. not old enough to buy a car without daddy's approval. Yeah, she, she like, literally <laughs> said that word yeah. for word. She, I yeah. was like, I really just need to talk to my dad more mm -hmm. about like where I could test drive some other options. And she was like, Do you do anything without your dad's permission? She was like, That's weird. She was like, Don't you have a job? Don't you have your own income? Like, why do you need your dad's approval? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> it was wild. And then we're like, Ooh. And that's when I was like. I want my keys. Yeah. Like, uh, like can so you just they, give me my keys? So they take your keys. Leave? And she literally was like, 
um, well, I can't give you your keys back. Just let me go talk to your manager. And we're like, why well, can't you well, give the keys back? They took the keys originally because she said that, like, even, like, scanned our IDs because you have to yeah. scan the ID and give a to key. To test drive. To test yeah. drive. We didn't end up test driving anything, but she never gave my keys back and kept yeah. trying to sell us on a car that I never got to test drive. And she leaves. To get the manager. To get the manager. He comes back in and it's like... I mean, I can't even keep these car on these cars on the lot. So, like, if you're thinking about it, you, you're going to want to do you're it. You're going to want to make a deposit. This is a really good deal. And we're like... I was like, no, thank you. I, I don't... I just want to test drive it so I can see if I even like it. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't trying to buy this car today. And so he leaves. And she comes back finally with my keys. Like, she yeah. tried one last-ditch effort to get her manager in to, like, try to convince me to buy it. Yeah. And then as we were leaving, she was like, see you soon, or whatever. And we were like, hell no. And then she <laughs> like, texted me twice the the week afterwards and was like, hi, can you let me know what your plans are? Yeah. We got another one of these on the lot. Da, 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 da. And I was like, lady, you are doing the most. Yeah. I will never buy a car. The from you. one that she was saying the other guy was selling, That's your and car? that he, she literally texted him about like two weeks later. So clearly they were not selling as. He also quickly. said red car. They're yeah. cubicles, not offices. So yeah, I could hear him say red car, and the one we that she was, was pulling all up black. was all black. Yeah, but it she was wild, and that it was so scammy. There were so many things about it that were scammy. She like lied about the price. Was like, oh, you can't. Brought us out in the rain. Was like, oh, you can't test drive it, but this is exactly the same. And they're they're selling to... like hotcakes. You need to put a deposit now. Trying to minimize you and be like, oh, what you, your daddy's boy or whatever. You know what's yeah. never gonna get me to do what you want? Condescension. Yeah. That. Yeah. I. Uh, these car stories have taught me something very important. One, anything involving cars is going to be very scammy. Mm -hmm. Do your research. Talk to people you trust who know about cars, because there's always a car official. And be firm, because these people, if Do they not be if they have an if they smell an ounce of weakness, they're gonna like a shark try to get more money out of you. The first one smelled it, which like, is why I was <laughs> yeah. almost scammed over the services for my mm -hmm. car, and it was kept from me. And then the second one with the buying the car, they were trying yeah. to force a car on me that I was not ready to take on, <laughs> like. Yeah. Hold your ground. Yeah. Cars are scams, but we have to all go through a scam so we can literally live our lives in the Midwest. Yeah. Or Midwest. South. Well, Midwest, South, <laughs> yeah. whatever. I'm 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 trying to manifest. Oh my god. I'm trying to get out of the South. Manifest. Um another scam that happened to me recently. Um, I went to NOLA, which I didn't really talk too much about, but I went to New Orleans with some friends. When I got back from NOLA is when I went blind. Um, but we were walking down Bourbon Street. We had had a couple of drinks already. Um, and we were walking down the street, feeling our feet vibes, you know, being like, woo, Nola, ooh. And, um, I'm sure y'all know this, but whenever you go to any touristy city, there are going to be scammers. There are going to be people that Galore. are like, not only pickpocketers that will just steal your money. There are going to be people that try to steal your money in other ways. Like, by scamming you. They're creative. So this... And had I not already indulged in some drinks, I would not have ever done this. But this woman is carrying, like... If y'all have been in microbiology or any kind of bio lab, 
a beaker hole or a test tube holder with a bunch of like test tubes in it mm-hmm. and it, they're full of liquor apparently and she's like who wants shots woo who wants shots um caroline and you i should have known okay i know but caroline was just giving out alcohol. i know caroline and i are like we do <laughs> and so she takes her test tubes pours one down my throat and pours another down caroline's she goes hmm okay well that's gonna be eighty dollars eighty dollars i thought it was like 20 no she's like that's gonna be because that's those were doubles so that's gonna be eighty dollars total and caroline and i are like and Caroline's like about to fight. She's like, uh, hell no. If she didn't tell you it was a service going into it, though legally she has no. Well, that's to stand the thing. On. Caroline was like, we didn't like you didn't tell us the price before you poured it down our throats. You also didn't tell us that this yeah. was a service. You were just trying to get us yeah. alcohol. Also, why would you drink a random alcohol? It's drink bad. From it could have been drugged. I don't I know. know. <laughs> yeah. Don't but, do that. But um, <laughs> me because I don't like confrontation. I just paid her $80. And this is how we're going to lose all of our money. We're going to get married. You're going to be a PA. I'm going to be a college professor. God mm-hmm. willing. Manifest. We're going to we're gonna have like cats and we're going to have a house that has a study in it. And there's mm-hmm. going to be some random person that comes up to you someday and is like, I have this thing and I just, I need to give it to you. Oh, I have a cat. I have a puppy and Let's I have to give remi- it to you. Remind and it turns the, out it's stolen. Remind the audience, I was under the influence of alcohol and I was just trying to have a good night. This and was New right Orleans at the beginning. This crazy. was right at the beginning of the night. I was like, I don't want this to ruin. I don't know if she's gonna call back up. I don't know if she's gonna like hit me. Back so up. I, I don't know. It's like so a pyramid scheme I, yeah, of shots. So, so I was like, okay, here eighty dollars, and it was also for Caroline's birthday. So I was like, whatever. I was yeah. gonna buy her drinks anyway. But anyway, then the next day we were going out again, and we were like, if anyone comes up to us, we are gonna be like, hell, hell no, no, bitch, and like run away and lo and behold more people the next day not the same woman i don't think but woo who wants a shot test tubes and everything scam yeah and we were like absolutely not and she looked so offended but we were like no girl you're not gonna get us because we already got god not today (laughs) we learned our lesson and we will not yeah Um, but just if you're going anywhere that's touristy there tell them about the one in barcelona the the picture y'all People, these scam artists in Barcelona are They're- next level. There are like videos on it on YouTube. First of all, pickpocketing is horrible. So if you're going to go to Barcelona. That's Europe anywhere. Yeah. Europe, any touristy city, do the not pickpocketing is like an art. Put anything in your pockets. Always have like a crossbody bag with everything in, in it. The front. In the front. That Never you leave can anything like, on your back. Because there are people that are going to act drunk on the subway that like bump into you to distract you. And then that happened to us like twice. But. Did it really? We knew. Yeah. So we were like, Oof. and then, but there are these people that look like clowns. It's scary. I don't like They're clowns. They're not drag queens, but you're um, close. They wear all white and they paint their faces completely white. And then they have two like red circles, like rosy cheeks. And, and they're just in like the very um touristy areas so like the square or on la rambla which is like the main it's like times square but nothing like times square in barcelona it's the main tour street yeah, and where barcelona. all the shops are and and like vendors and everything anyway um, they um 
That's where my jewelry's from. What they'll do is they'll literally, if they see you taking a selfie or like someone taking a picture, they'll photobomb you. And you're like, ah, that's funny. And then they put their hand out and they're like, you owe us money because you can't have that picture because my face is in it. And if you want that picture, you have to pay me. And you're like, but you jumped into the picture. We weren't taking Can't a picture. Can't you just like refuse and be like, <laughs> no. Yeah, they follow you. Oh yeah, they follow they you. They literally will like keep following you for like blocks and blocks asking you for money you over and say, over like, and over. La policia, la policia. I mean, you could, but it's like, it's scary. They just follow you. And, and then there are other things where like they'll have... Um, it's usually the same people because they're like clowns or whatever. They have like uh, balloon animals. Animals is a stretch. They'll make like a heart out of long balloons and be like, it's a love disc yeah, from Pokemon. And they'll walk up to children and give them the balloon. And a kid is going to be like, ooh, a balloon. So then the kid. Yeah, kids are innocent. They don't yeah. know that the world is out so then to get the them. The kid grabs the balloon. They let go of it and they go to the parents. And then they're like, you have to pay for the balloon because your kid took it. And they, fo- they keep following you. You can try to give it back to them and they won't take it. They'll be like, no, you took it. So give me the money. It's what? And then they stalk you. Yeah, it's there. They really freaked me out. Anytime I saw one of them, I avoided contact and walked fast. <laughs> because Yeah. And didn't you say there were like peddlers that would try to like sell gelato and stuff? Like try to like shove stuff at you and whatnot. Well, there were these people that had these little like paper figurines that were like dancing on the side of the street because they were like marionettes kind of. Um, And they looked really cool. They were like Bart Simpsons being like. And like, again, little kids go up to it and they're like, it's so fun. Dad, buy me this. And then you buy it and it doesn't do anything. It's like it doesn't dance at all. It's just a piece of paper. But there are a lot of scam artists in Barcelona and uh, probably all of Europe. But yeah, those are the scam stories. I think there. if I was ever scammed, I've only been to New York City once. I mean, honestly, I scammed myself. I bought Ray-Bans thinking they would look cute because I was like, oh, I'm in New York, big spender. Blah, blah, blah. And they were not cute. They were not cute. Yikes. I did buy my first like mobile battery like phone case, though. That was worth it. To kind of end on, if we have nothing else, I want to ask your, if you think this is a scam, and this is, both of us are involved in this, do you think education is a scam in America, higher education specifically? (sighs) I'm conflicted because for me, I would be completely wrong to say that the education I'm receiving right now in PA school is not essential for my career. Like, it is absolutely essential. Um, do I think the cost... Well, I don't know. They have to pay people. It's, like, hard. But one thing that I do think is a scam, particularly at the school I'm at that I just encountered... So I have given this school over so 100 much. grand, okay, for my education. Which I'm not going to say isn't worth it because, like I said, I'm learning a lot and it's going to pay off, hopefully. But if I give you over a hundred grand, don't charge me $129 to apply for graduation. I should be able to go to graduation for, for free. free. Like, like because you've included paid for it. Yeah. Like <laughs> what? You're not gonna let me graduate if I don't pay you $130? My school like, did the same thing just to apply for graduation, and it was 
right before COVID hit, and then I didn't even get to have like a graduation yeah. ceremony. And they don't for give grad it back. School. Yeah, it's a, I didn't get that money back. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like I get like the ceremony costs money, but why? And and I guess I could not go. I guess I could just. But then it's like, do I? I don't know. Because to, to get your degree, don't you have to apply for graduation? Yeah. That way you get put why on you, like the list. Why are you taking extra money? I already paid you hundred. Well, my undergraduate degree, I had to spend, I think it was a little over a hundred dollars on the cap and gown, and I didn't even get to keep it. No, you it was rent just it. the rent. Yeah. So I didn't even get to keep the thing that I paid over a hundred dollars yeah. for to walk the stage. Like, I think education, higher education is necessary for a lot of career paths because you 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 genuinely like an education like actual the field that i followed and yours is medicine you really do need to know the content and you need to practice it and you need to know the theories and how to do your own research you've got to have the the informational backing to be able Mm -hmm. to do your job effectively and to reflect and constantly get better but yeah, the cost and also a lot of the social implications of being in school, like the frats and scrats and um like And like the school orgs. names too. Like yeah, people, school names. people, like people will, will spend oh, thousands and thousands of dollars to basically get the same education just at a, a big name school. Yes. And also it's like the social factor is included, therefore you pay tens of thousands more. Which that's how it is with brands too, like of clothing and stuff. People pay more for the name. Um But education's already overpriced for what it yeah. is. Like go back to the seventies and eighties and it was like what, fifty dollars for a credit hour or something like that. And that's that? not inflation, baby. Inflation hasn't in- increased <clears throat> that much, okay? Yeah. Like, no, they've just it, finally figured out that the more you tell people that they have to go to college, the more people and when education in high school and middle school is all about these standardized tests. even elementary school when i was in elementary school mm-hmm. we did standardized testing the nj ask we had, we had the mct mississippi curriculum test um when you are making education that everybody is required to go to at least in america k through 12 when it's all centered around these statistics of standardized tests that are all preparing kids for college, they're not preparing kids for vocational school. They're preparing kids for college. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what all of these standardized tests are for. And then you take the ACT, and then you take the SAT, and then you go to college. Which all cost a ton of money, too. <laughs> it's like, like from the get-go, they're yeah. trying to start hooking you in and making and convincing you that college is your only option and you you have other options you can do vocational studies um you can go to a trade school when you fall into that trap of oh i have to go to college because i want to do x with my career you are literally trapped into this like four year six year cycle of okay i have to spend this much money at the school that i decided to go to and every year it seems like every school's tuition goes up and up and up and up yeah but the services don't go up and up and up and up and up it's the same thing that everybody's been getting for decades in education you go to classes you do your uh your internships you have some of your social outings but everything is constantly costing more and i swear uh, these smaller schools are getting like they're getting like competed out by big state schools that keep making all this money from sports and whatnot. Like it's yeah, it's almost like education isn't actually about the education. It's about the number of people I you mean, get on that campus it's a business. and involved in. Yes, but education yeah. should 
No, I know. I'm not saying it should be. Also, like, and, and this is not to knock anyone who has done this necessarily, but, like, there are people who will take out massive amounts of loans for careers that will not... Or like, a liberal arts degree. Which then they're in debt for their life. You're never going to pay that off. Yeah, like no, because I went to of the for music education, both of my degrees were paid for by scholarships. Yeah. I would not have gone down that route if it was not economically sound as a choice. Yeah, but then. people don't know that. They no, think they, don't. they think like everyone takes out loans to go to college, which a lot of people do, and I had to take out so many loans to get my degree, but the the payoff should uh, it should be worth it. But there are people who they're 50 years old and they're in the and they've been making payments their whole life but they're in the same amount of debt that they were when they graduated because the interest just keeps piling and I had piling a and piling who rest in peace a lover she made it to like late 50s early 60s when she finally paid off her last student loan bill she had a doctorate and was a like the head of a department was a music theory piano performer and professor for decades. It took her until her like 50s, 60s to pay off all of her student loans. Mm-hmm. Living in a rural area of Mississippi, like yeah, things aren't that expensive in rural Mississippi compared to like a big city. You know what I mean? The interest gets you. It's almost like if you aren't going to go into a field that's going to make you a lot of money. That's something also that I think is kind of scammy which is more of like there's like layers to the scam almost like a croissant like like an onion it's like an onion yes there's layers like an ogre ogres have layers did you know (laughs) uh (laughs) like parfait parfait yes like a parfait it's like we you get those references shrek yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay um was that like donkey yes ogres have layers uh no Shrek says ogres have layers like an onion. Like an onion. And then Donkey is like, why has it got to be an onion? Like, no one likes an onion. Like, what? And then he's like, he's like, what about parfait? Everyone loves parfait. <laughs> God, I love Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah. Where is he? Uh, he hasn't, yeah, I don't know. But like, why? We're telling, uh, actually, Teacher Bestie and I have been having some philosophical conversations about this because we're both educators in arts. So she's like musical theater and theater and acting and like writing, creative writing and research writing. And I'm on the musical side, right? Both pop and um, sometimes musical theater and obviously classical and choir. We've been having a lot of conversations for the past year and a half of like, I don't know if we can like, if we can morally or ethically send students down a path that will take them to college for the arts if they have to pay even a dime for it like if you're paying for more than books for your arts degree we're we're giving them like the tea like we love the arts and our thing should be inspiring you to go forth and make more art and inspire other people to do it like that's literally what our jobs are supposed to be as educators um and we're telling them, mm, do something where you're going to make money because the economy sucks. Everyone in the world is out to get you. Inflation is never going to get under control. Everybody keeps telling you, oh, just go to school for whatever and you'll be fine. Uh, that's not the case anymore. 
the new standard, the new entry level is like a master's with years of experience. I've gotten so many rejections during this, this job search already. Yeah. So that's like a scam. The arts and education right now is very scammy. It's very scammy. Which is really sad and depressing if you think about it. I love the arts, yeah. but gosh, it just, if you can't pay your bills, like, are the arts worth it in a cardboard box? Well, on that note, <laughs> drink to that. Um, I think that's the end. Catch me at a We've been local office near you. <laughs> We've been rambling about these scams for some time now. Can I, can I bring up one last one that you... I keep hitting my stupid mic. Um, I'll get used to the mic one day. I want to bring up the wedding band, the diamonds. Oh, okay. I'm yes. Let's talk about it. All right. We... First of all, already just to be like, I think engagement rings and the amount of money. If you love someone, it shouldn't be about buying them something worth thousands of dollars to prove your love. No, and if you're We're... demanding, if yeah. you're demanding something like for real, for real from a partner, then that says more about you and what you think of yourself and how materialistic you are than it is representative of like the authenticity of but your love with somebody. I will say we're not like we're not trying to be like we're at the opposite of materialistic no, because that's not about, true. We have talked about what our preferences are. It's a are social like concept and construct that you know weddings and engagements are these big deals. And I do think they're a big deal, but the the ring specifically, I think, is a scam. I've, well, it started I've seen, as a scam. Yeah. If you look at the history, it started in America in the early 1900s, like the whole diamond ring thing. Like, it, it hasn't always been a thing. I'm going to Google it. You keep talking. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I think it was more of, like, Europe. Like, Dut the Dutch, which I am, we we really started the diamond trade okay i'm pretty sure we stole those diamonds from africa and we said we're gonna sell these blood diamonds and get our coin um but oh it was the austrian oh see i'm wrong okay anyway <laughs> um they with the help of advertisements and everything a diamonds are a girl's best friend you know like they really made this narrative that diamonds make people happy diamonds are the ultimate um portrayal of your love for someone they are the most precious jewel you could ever give someone when in reality diamonds are actually more common than a lot of other precious gems like i'm pretty sure emerald sapphire and ruby talk about pokemon but emerald sapphire and ruby i'm pretty sure are all more rare than diamonds are but they are not worth as much literally just because of society oh so it says here in the wikipedia article the popularity of diamond engagement rings declined after world war one so it had been an off and on thing through the victorian enlightenment reformation renaissance eras in the middle ages and the diamond cartel de beers de beers it's spelled d-e beers um in 1938 began a marketing campaign for engagement rings with diamonds during the great depression the price of diamonds collapsed but at the same time market research indicated the engagement rings were going out of style before world war ii only 10 percent of american engagement rings diamond um one of the first elements to their campaign in 1938 
1939 was to educate the public about the four C's, cut, carrots, color, and clarity. And the slogan, a diamond is forever, 1947. Oh, well, that's not what I said. But ultimately, yeah. <laughs> they sought to persuade the consumer that an engagement ring is indispensable and that a diamond is the only acceptable stone for an engagement ring. The sales uh, of diamonds in the U.S. rose from $23 million to $2.1 billion between 1939 and 1979. Yeah, it's literally all a scam. And great marketing. <laughs> like yeah, that's, it was, yeah, it's literally great marketing. Yeah, but I just think it was interesting. And again, I saw this on TikTok, so who knows if this is real. But I, like I said, I think there are semi-precious and other precious gems that are more rare than diamonds but are significantly cheaper all because of marketing. Now, I'm not saying I don't want a diamond. Like, I love I think that's fun. Also, (laughs) you can make synthetic diamonds really easily. Like, I know it takes energy and it takes... But it's just carbon. Take a high-pressure environment in a lab, create it. But they can sell them for so much money, even though they're they're synthetic. It's the same material because there's a social value to it. Like, we have been convinced for years, and the market is convinced that diamonds are worth... Yeah. Whether they're natural or synthetic. So natural costs more, even though they're still plentiful and they're all over the place. But synthetic are really easy to create and they do it all the time and they're cheaper, but they're still like they're still out of range affordable. That's not the word. Anyway. Yeah, the reason um I thought it was Dutch is because I was thinking of the movie Blood Diamond, where the company, which I think is based off of De Beers, like it's it's fiction, but it's based on like a true story, is called Van de Camp Diamonds. Mm-hmm. And it's like South African, which is also like Dutch, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like there were colonies. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it was Austria. So De Beers was Austrian. Is that what that said? No. Austria was where the tradition supposedly started, like, in Western Europe documentation in the 14th. De Beers was American, though? De Beers was just the diamond cartel that was digging up diamonds in the 1930s. And slaughtering people. Um, yeah. Well, that's hearsay. We don't know. Allegedly. According to a movie, come on, you can't. No, blood diamonds are a real thing. Yes, but we don't know if they did it. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's, yeah um anywho yes diamonds are kind of a scam but they are pretty um anyway video games are kind of a scam. let us know if you want us to talk about more wines i think it could be fun to do a little wine tasting each week or something i mean i've been wanting to do it since before yeah we started coming up with episodes so and thank yeah. you we have kind of a lot of new okay a lot tiktok followers so thank you for following us on our TikTok. We got another rev- a fi- another five-star review on Apple Podcasts. So please, five stars, five stars only on all streaming platforms. If you're watching us on YouTube, like, comment, share. Um, we got people commenting. We got people subscribing. We want those subscriber numbers to go up, though. Yeah, because... I'm very appreciative of the yeah. engagement. Like, we're getting mm-hmm. more comments. We're having, like, discussions. So if you 
have a scam that you have experienced or heard about that you would like to talk about in the comments, please let us know. Because if it's like full of juicy detail, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Also, we always said if people left like reviews or whatever, we would talk about them. Um, we don't have any reviews. Yeah, none of our of none of our reviews have been. Uh, I mean, they've been all five stars. Thank you very much. But we haven't gotten any like written reviews yet. Did we get? Did we talk about the guy that said yes? Stop it. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Did we talk about no. our first hater on our drag band drag bands video? Someone literally commented, "Worst show ever." Please, it was worst show ever, period. Please stop, exclamation point. It's not there anymore. I deleted it. <laughs> oh, you should have kept it. No, I don't want that. That no, made me even, sad. Even negative engagement is like some kind of engagement. True. I was just like, stuff gets it's attention. so funny, too, that someone went out of their way to write that. And it's like, you know that commenting just puts us more in the algorithm, right? Yeah, also, like, it's our channel and we don't make any money off of it. So we're going to do whatever we want. <laughs> Like, yeah. we have nothing to do. I lose. just thought it was hilarious that he was like, please stop. Please stop. <laughs> like, and honestly, sometimes when I'm watching us, I'm like, yeah. I need to stop. <laughs> I, need to I need to stop. But then I can't. I have so many opinions. But yeah, um, go back, watch our backlogs if you haven't seen those yet. Um, There's some great episodes. We have some great episodes. Recently. Yeah. You're missing out. And, uh, Read our socials. Gunter's going to know where to find us. So if you want to find us, you can find us at Up Out Pod. You heard that right. Up Out Pod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And you can find us on YouTube and TikTok at Up and Out Pod. You can find me, Gunter, on TikTok and my website and Facebook at Gunter the Singer or GunterTheSinger.com. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Gunter McCourt. You can find T River at TikTok, um, Terrell1227. Instagram at Trevor T. Van Vliet. Yes. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify Podcasts, and Google Anchor. Podcasts, apparently. Yes, I need to find the link. Um, and then our email is up and out com. I think so. Yeah. I um, remembered. Send us questions. Send us topic ideas. Mm -hmm. Send us, ad, like, if you need advice on Do something. Do you want advice from two gays who have no idea yeah. what they're talking about? Goodbye.